Welcome to Color Country Politics, where we discuss all the important political issues facing Iron County, Utah. Our guests include elected officials and community leaders in or representing Iron County. This is episode 72, Candidate Forum 2021, R. Scott Phillips, Cedar City Council. Welcome back, everybody, to our next installment of Color Country Politics. It is political season. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yay. (laughs) We are really happy, really excited to have uh, Councilman Scott Phillips with us today, who is running again. Yeah, it's re-election time. For me, it's re-election. Everybody else is election time. That's right. right. I am Jenny Hendricks, along with my co-host. Jesse Harris. And we are going to talk about all things Scott Phillips today. Thank you. That sounds very exciting. Uh, Right? Right. A topic everybody should be interested in. Uh, Well, I don't know about that. You're an elected official. You love to talk about yourself, right? (laughs) Yeah. As a public servant, you bet. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. We appreciate it. As you know, we are asking all of the... Right now, the uh, city council candidates to come on and talk to us so that you can have all of the information in order to make a great vote. Okay, let's get into it, Scott. Okay. Tell us about yourself. Well, uh, one of my favorite subjects, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I have been a resident of this community this this coming September for 50 years. Wow. So I've got a little bit of history. Now, I took a couple of years off to go to graduate school and come back, but I've seen Cedar City, and I've seen it change and evolve, and the ups, the downs, the mines opening, the mines closing, all kinds of things. And... um, I've always I've always loved this place, and part of the reason that I still want to participate in our municipal uh, government here is because I care about the community. Some people say to me, they say, "Well, what are you getting out of it?" And I said, "I hope I'm getting a better community. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope I'm getting. Um, I don't have any special interest to serve, and I'm not out to try and protect a developer or a builder or the university or anyone in particular." I want to say, is this the best thing for Cedar City? And if it is, then that's what we should be looking at. Um, I worked for 40 years at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, and I sort of worked up through the ranks, you know, from basically the male boy all the way up to become the executive director for 10 years before I retired in 2017. And then I chose to get right back into it because I, I had to do something. Right. I just, that energy was there, and I had to do something. Um, and I tell you what, it was interesting because as a nonprofit, uh, we used to go, and part of it is being a connector. We we had to go talk to the legislature. We had to talk to our county officials. We had to talk to private funders. We had to talk to all kinds of people to make this incredible nonprofit work in a community this size. I mean, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we take it for granted that it's here, but in a, in a community this size, it really shouldn't exist, but it does exist, mm-hmm. and it and it thrives. And thank goodness it's back this year. They're celebrating their 60th anniversary, dedicated to the founder Fred Adams, who I had the good fortune of working with for many, many years. Uh, but it's all about um, sort of giving back. That's my that's my reason I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, I think we've made some good progresses over the last several years. Uh, I think the the current administration is trying very hard. To be progressive, they're trying to be transparent. I know there's been a lot of things going around that um, I suspect before it's all over is going to get a lot uglier. Um, But I want to say above that fray if I can. Uh, And I would say this right now that we've had, let's see, four debates already. Mm -hmm. And of that experience, 
there's some pretty good people running it. I mean, we're fortunate that we have the kind of folks that want to put themselves out there. Yeah. Because it's not easy. It's not. No, no it's a big And, uh, you know, if you never know with social media what you're going to run up against, you know? That's true. And you know very well, that Jenny. You've been down that true. road. 100% true. Uh, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't stop trying. Yeah. So um, I want to try and continue a lot of the stuff that I, I began in my four years previous to this of, of working with the city. That's a great segue. Thank you. To the next question. There we go. So you are unique, of course, in that you are the only incumbent Correct. running in this race for city council. So tell us why are you running again? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's a very good question. I think uh, for me, and of course you hear, you hear incumbents say this all the time, right? <laughs> uh, but, but I'm in the midst of several things that I really think are important and I think can make a significant difference and are, I think, starting to make a difference. Um, was very instrumental in helping to get the Historic Preservation Commission back and functioning in our community. Uh, we have a great city and we have some great history and we need to protect it, we need to tell it, mm -hmm. and we need to teach it to future mm -hmm. generations. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't, we'll lose it. Yeah. Um, we are fortunate right now where we've just received a grant and we're going to have an intensive level survey done of our downtown historic district. And we're going to determine the significance of buildings and locations because we're working to get downtown on the National Registry of Historic Places. Wow. And the key there is if we do then, when business owners wish to remodel, expand, whatever, they may be eligible for tax credits and all kinds of financial incentives to make it worthwhile to save these buildings. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't have to do it, but if they choose to, then they're going to have some more tools to their benefit. That is so exciting to me. You know that, that mm -hmm. downtown is a huge passion yeah. of mine. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and should be. And, and it's, one of, it's one of my key components that I, I, I ran on four years ago. And it's still one of my four major points is because, and I know this may sound trite to people, but I think your, your downtown, it is the heartbeat of your community. And if, you're, if your heart is strong, then the limbs will all reach those nutrients and they will all get stronger and better if there's a strong downtown core. Yeah. Well, that's what sold us on moving here. We were looking to get out of Sandy because of the air quality. And as soon as we drove down Main Street, we're like, yeah, this is the place we want to live. I, yeah, exactly. And I know some people say, oh, the trees, you can't see my sign. Oh, this, oh, that. But that's all part of the vibrancy and the experience of being in downtown. I mean, Jenny and I have had conversations about this before. It's still a vision of mine. I want to see more residential living downtown. Mm -hmm. I want people to live here, to to shop here, to to get their mail and get their... And so there's a 24-hour sort of vibrancy to the communication. Uh, one of the things that I'm very strong proponent of and we're working on is the uh, what I'm calling the cultural corridor, that connection between 300 West, where the university is, mm -hmm. to our downtown. We've already got a number of thriving businesses there. We've got a couple of art galleries. We need more of that. We need more of the, the Shakespeare Center is there. We need to program that more on a year-round basis, not just during the summer months of Shakespeare. And they're starting to get some synergy for that kind of thing. Um, and if we can continue that to make that a much more walkable, pedestrian-friendly kind of place. And I know those are warm and fuzzies, but they have an effect. Mm -hmm. I strongly believe that after you have sort of covered the basic needs of security, public safety, infrastructure, what is it about a community that makes you want to live there? And it's quality of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And all of these things contribute to that because, as you said, Jesse, you can, you can almost live anywhere. Yeah. But you say, this is where I want to raise my children. This is where I want to grow old or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We have such beauty surrounding us and such natural settings. And yet we're, we're connected to a university town with strong cultural and, and heritage uh, ties. It's the perfect mix. Mm-hmm. That's why I think we're seeing so much growth yeah. and so much change that people want it. They want this kind of experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, they've discovered us. They so have. that's some of the reasons. But, but I would say my number one reason that I... I, th- I think I want to make sure that we continue to improve economic development. Yeah. And let me tell you why this is number one for me, is if we can continue to get higher paying jobs, better competitive wages and ways to sort of bring the city up, mm-hmm. everyone comes up from that. Mm-hmm. And we can afford then, maybe they can afford some of the houses and the housing problems we're having now. They can keep their children here rather than having them out-migrate. Um, and I think I think the the current administration has done a good job in the last couple of years of getting a lot of activity. This announcement of the company just a couple of weeks ago, American Packaging and GoEx, and some of them that are coming into here. And Danny tells me there's six or seven under on the horizon. Of course, it's all very secretive, and they <laughs> all right. have to make careful because there's so many things they're working right. on. Yeah. Sure. But that is key to sort of fixing a lot of the other problems we have. So that's some of the reasons yeah. I think. I love that. And and I, I'm just going to jump in because one of the things that we talked about before we started recording mm-hmm. is it's easy to sort of say all of these things. It's easy to sort, to sort of say, know. you know, a walkable downtown with residential. and um, But there are behind that, there's, there's, there's months and years of work with that goal in mind. Yep. And so as, a, as an incumbent... Mm-hmm. You've you've been on the other side of that, and you know right. it's not just pretty words. Right. <laughs> it's actually a lot of work, and it's a lot of meetings, and it's uh, you know you, you bring in the state here, and, and you bring in the, the federal things here, and mm-hmm. and these different uh, coordinating groups. There's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. To producing the product that you're talking about. You're right. You're right, and you will understand this. So much of it is market driven. Mm-hmm. I mean. The city doesn't own the buildings in historic downtown. Private entity, private enterprise owns those buildings. So what can we do to work with them to say Mm -hmm. it is in the best interest of perhaps the city and you if we consider these kinds of um, changes or adaptations or things like that? Uh, I mean, small things that the city can do and is doing. Uh, we've had some beautification projects on Center Street with the installation of the trees, and the new sidewalks, and the and the banners, and the new light poles, and things of that nature. And and again, it, it does make a difference. I mean, I can't tell you how many people say we love coming downtown and seeing all the lights and seeing all the vibrancy. So it does make a difference. Um, but there's a lot more to it than that. Um, as you know, on some of the committees you sit on, we're working trying to figure out. How do we continue to bring that vibrancy? How can we get um, signage that's right? How do we how do we get infrastructure and utilities buried in the ground so we have more opportunities to create those interesting walkways or gathering places or whatever you want to call it? And again, I know those are words, but words matter. Yeah. And when you're dealing with the state legislature or with the federal government or with some private investor. You've got to have a plan that they can buy into and say, yeah, we want to invest in this community because that's a great idea. Yep. Yeah. 
And then they take the leap of faith with you. Yes. And I, we're on the cusp of several of those things. It's just, it's hard to pin exactly all of them down. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's, again, there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah, you know, there are indeed. There are indeed. So as an incumbent, you have been, you know, sort of <clears throat> in the trenches at the city and in the community. And I sometimes think of those as, as two separate things. There's a city, there's the administration, and then there's, you know, sort of the Cedar City, the, the community. What do you think the city needs to improve? Well, I think um, I think we need to improve our communication. Mm -hmm. I think we need to improve our messaging of uh, what are the priorities of the city and and the transparency. And I think the mayor is really trying to to bring a lot of that. I mean, she was very key several years ago in sort of changing the electronic and digitalization of all of the permitting and things of that nature for our building and contractors. Mm -hmm. um, we've got the live stream of our council, although I think we have a pretty sucky sound system. Pardon me, city, but our sound system sucks in there. Um, it comes through decently in the YouTube stream. Well, that's good. Better camera angles. We've all got to look better, right? <laughs> Younger. Um, Put some filters. But I, I think we need to do some, some messaging because I have seen and been experienced and others may agree or disagree with me, but I think some of our situations on some of our recent recreation, the referendum on the gymnasiums and all that sort of thing, I don't think we did a good job of messaging to the citizens of Cedar City why we were doing it, why it was important, and the benefits that might come from that. And then they could decide, should we, shouldn't we, come to the meetings, experience it. Now, I know the people that were after the referendum wanted it on the ballot so people could decide and vote for themselves. I get that. I mean, I totally understand that. It's a lot of money. But we tried to explain all along, and I don't want to rehash all of this because it's not necessary, but we explained that there were many different outs we could take along the route. We first wanted to find out if we could qualify for a loan. And if we got that, then we would proceed and look at some construction drawings and things. And, and, that, and then we would have some real ideas or real figures. And anyway, it was on and on. And we found out how expensive things have gotten, just like housing. Right. Yeah. And we said, you know what? This isn't the time. Long time. Yeah. This is not the time to yeah. do it. It doesn't mean that somewhere down the road we won't do that. But this is not the time to do it. So I, I think messaging, we can do a better job of, of doing that. Um, I think, and I think the city's trying, but we've got to keep up with our infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, and it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, fiscally, that's always an issue of how many miles of, of new water line can we put in this year? Yeah. Um, gee, we can afford one water tank, and yet we need six new water tanks or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so that's difficult, uh, but we have to be looking long range. Mm -hmm. The other thing that, that I really hammered, and I know other council members did too, and we're doing it, is we've got to look long-term. And that is why the general plan update that we're doing right now is so important. Mm -hmm. um, we had a few missteps in, in some of the consultants, and we finally got on track and got that done. But when those town hall meetings happen, and they're going to be happening soon, within the next 45 to 60 days. Um, I, th I think within the next like three weeks. Okay. Yeah. We've got to get the message out because we want people to show up. Like mid, mid August is we want to hear from you about why are you recommending that that part of town is R2 when it should be R1 or whatever the situation right. is. Yeah. Gee, why isn't there a road planned here? You know, um, because 
we can't just look at cedar today. We have to look at cedar 50 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me just say that cedarcityplan.org. Anybody, check it out. Anybody who is, is within the sound of our voices today, go look at cedarcityplan.org. Every, every document is there. All yep. of the research is there. You have an opportunity to weigh in. And I think that is so important. It is. Because we hear you hear from people. All the time. All the time. Well, when did this happen? When did this change? Well, we can point to the moment in time right. when it when it did. And hopefully the, the word has gotten out and there's plenty of opportunity for people to, to, to weigh I, in. I hope so. and Because it is key. It, is, it helps decide the future. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely does. Uh, we had a great town hall meeting about uh, two months ago on the master plan, mm-hmm. and we had all kinds of people show up. Now, when I say all kinds, we had two to three hundred, but that's better than twenty. Yeah, and they had a lot to say, and it was about active transportation, trails, bike paths, pedestrian walkways. They had a lot to say about traffic signals and and points of congestion, and I think they listened. And we'll see now that it's just in the draft stage, but it's coming out very soon. And it's all um, coming together right. as a as kind of a, a whole package on where we want to be in 2050, 2060. Yeah. So there's a transportation master plan yes. happening and also an update of the city's general, general plan. plan. Yep. So those two are sort of on parallel tracks right now, but at some point in time, they're going and to. And I think that's something the city is doing well because they responded. We said, we need to do this. And, and they've listened. The staff listened and we found the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And... And we're putting that forward. Um, golly, what else? I think sometimes, and, and I've told him this, so I'm not saying anything, but I haven't told various staff members. We have some great ideas. We have some great things in this community. What we're not always good at is taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't maintain our, um, you know, grass areas or our weeds or whatever it might happen to be. In fact, I brought one up last night. And, and they're responding. Starting Monday, they're going to go out and start working on the North Interchange um, with our weeds and the problem about interchanges. Uh-huh. Uh, they're, they're provided by the state, but we have to maintain them. Yeah, that's good. And we haven't done a good job at it. We've got to do a better job at it. Yeah, I like that. Those are so, some, I like the, 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 some very specific points. Yeah. Well, it, you, and you brought this up just a second ago. Let's segue into what do you think the city is doing well? Yeah. Well, I think that I think they are looking to the future. Mm-hmm. I think they're really trying to say, "Gee, we got to keep we we got to keep a hold of this tail that's whipping yeah. us around, and we got to mm-hmm. we got to project ourselves out there uh, and look at things." Um, there's a number we're going to be doing a, a master plan on our, our storm drain system. We're going to be doing it on the water system, and yes, it takes money, but you have to rely on those outside sources first of all because that's they're the experts in that field. They have the time and expertise to do it. They're not trying to run the water department by trying to decide what the master plan is for the water department. And they're that outside eye. They, they get to look at it from an objective point of view and saying, you know, you've been focusing on this, but I think you really need to look over here at this. Well, they've got experience with mm-hmm. so many other communities. Right. This is what's worked over here. This hasn't worked over here. Right. So yeah. kind of getting the, the, the best expertise in that industry. What I, what I will tell you is I, I have been so impressed with the level of our staff, mm-hmm. as I've got to know the members of our police department, mm-hmm. of our fire department, of our water department, uh, our parks and rec department, like everybody, they would all like to have six more staff members in their department. It'd be great. Well, there's there's a checks and balances there, and, but they are so dedicated to this community. And uh, 
if anyone doubts that, they come out at midnight to fix things. They come out and our, and our police officers, oh my gosh, this is not the sleepy little hamlet you think it is. Right. And sometimes some of the things that they need to deal with on a daily basis, I, I just have so much respect and admiration for what they do. And I will tell you right now on this podcast, I'm one that backs them 100% and we are not going to be defunding our police. Good. We're going to improve what they have to offer. I think this community can get behind that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I've seen that. Yeah. I've absolutely seen that. The, the other thing that I, I, I think the city uh, does pretty well is is I think they, they are working to try and bring in more business. Mm -hmm. They are working to try and elevate the the economic value of the citizens that live here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're, we're at a very funny place and we're not unique, but we want to retain the small town feel, mm -hmm. the rural quality that we all love. But we are also committed to moving forward into the future because we have to. Mm -hmm. And how are we going to blend those two together? Yeah. And we see it every week with all the developments that are coming in and everything else. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of trying to mix it. I know people will disagree. They think that we're just automatically approving everything that comes down our way. Um, but there's been some projects we've turned down. There's been some, some divisions we've turned down. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting mix that way. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that there's that conversation happening. Right. Because it's easy to, to, to lose track of that with, with the number of people that are coming here and who want to be yeah. here. It's easy to to just sort of forget that they want to be here because of the culture, because of the community, because of that rural sort of lens through which we view things. Right. And so that is an important conversation to have. How do we grow and retain our roots yeah. at the same time? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that is, is happening. I, I will say one other thing. I'm going to go back on one other thing that you talked about, one of the weaknesses. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm happy to share this with, with the listeners out there. Um, I think we've got to do a better job of planning <clears throat> and implementing, not just planning, implementing where parks go in this community. Yeah. With all the growth that's happening, <clears throat> we haven't really built a new park in a long time. Mm -hmm. Everyone on the north side will give you an earful of that. <laughs> and I was just going to say, our dear friends on the north side of town have been waiting a long, long time. And um, we've got some property out there. It's 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 rough. It's but but there's many kinds of parks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't all have to be a cultured, mature, grassy park. Or you can have a small portion like that. But you can have an adventure park. You can have biking parks. There's there's all kinds of things. Yeah. And and with all of the the growth on the west of town mm -hmm. and the south, we, we have got to be looking more. And I I know the mayor is really looking at that now, but I think we're behind the eight ball. I would agree with that. And you and I have had this conversation before. I, I think that's a, a really big deal. We are surrounded by some of the most incredible natural features, yep. but not everybody has access to right. that. And I do think that is something the city needs to just really pin down. It's in the general plan. We should have parks. We should have open space. We but they don't pin it down. But but that has to be translated into an action. Why don't you come to that town hall meeting and mention that in the town? You got it. I'll put it on the schedule. I'll put it on the schedule. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you are stuck in one of the very few elevators in our town with a vote. You have 30 <laughs> seconds to give them your pitch for why they should vote for you again. Well, tell them. first of all, I think uh, 
I think I have the passion and the admiration for a community that is unparalleled. And, and you have to love what you do and love where you are to sell it. Mm. Uh, I think that I have the experience and the knowledge to know the culture and the community and the people. And I think that helps me better understand the issues. It doesn't mean that I have all the fixes for the issues, mm-hmm. but I can understand. And what, I, what I've told people, and I, and I mean this sincerely, and if, if you doubt me or if I don't, you call me at 435-701-7884. I've done this. It's true. <laughs> I, will, I will always listen to you. I will be fair, and I am honest in my dealings. And I think that's, that's pretty much what you need to expect of your public servants. So that's why I think that I need to continue in my service. Was that 30 seconds? Yeah, I think that At least an elevator ride. Yeah, (laughs) just to the second floor because we only have three-story buildings. (laughs) Well, we sure appreciate you coming on. What else do you want voters to know about you and your campaign? Oh, gosh, I I really have a desire to try and give back. And I've I've said that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think there's a lot going on. I mean, I'm very involved with active transportation. It is is happening. It's where it's at. we have an active transportation committee now. I mean, 10 years ago, whoever heard of the word active transportation? Right, yeah. And now some of the resources on the federal level and on the state level, uh, they're helping us. They're helping us planning trails and looking for ways to get people from point A to point B. And it's not just by your car. Right. <laughs> because if we're, if we're healthier, uh, it's going to help all of us in the long run. It's going to help the community. And it also enhances our community. Um, I, I, I just... God, what else can I tell you about me? I, I love what I do. I love being here in Cedar City. And I, I hope that I've gained your trust. And if not, call me. Maybe that's somebody Maybe that's right that, now. Just gave out the I just gave out that so number and something on me. I'm so sorry about that. But I'll get right back to you. You set that up, dude. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. That's the actor. <laughs> that's right. That's a good place to wrap up. That's right. Well, thank you so much. Thank we you. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Color Country Politics. I am Jenny Hendricks, along with Jesse Harris, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Color Country Politics, a production in cooperation with Utah Politico Hub and graciously sponsored by Century 21 Prestige Realty at 121 North Main Street, Cedar City. Special thanks to Amoeba Crew for use of their song, Background Indie Rock, licensed under Creative Commons. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Also, check out our YouTube channel where we post video of our interviews. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website at www.colorcountrypolitics.com.